You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 109. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 109. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Well, hello there, Buttercup. Hello, my dearest love. How are you? I'm good. Your eyes look gorgeous right now. So do yours. Really? Oh. I did not. I'm always surprised because it's not something that I think is that. Really? They're beautiful eyes. Are you kidding me? Oh. Well, now we're making everybody sick, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Welcome to the show, everybody. So glad to have you here. We have an awesome topic for you, as always. So today we're actually going to talk about rejection and the badass's guide to dealing with it. And it could be... Rejection 101. Exactly. I mean, it could be anything from uh, a lover, like breaking up in a relationship or a marriage. It could be not getting into a school that you want to get. A job. I mean... Promotion. Your kids hate you. Like... (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm serious. Like, as a parent... Your you, kids hate you. You have to develop a kind of a thick skin because... <laughs> That's yeah, true. It's Especially just, through the teens. I am not up for that shit, man. Yeah. Like, I hate you and... Eh, and there's it no, happens. I'd be like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my is, is gosh. That a, is that number one on the list? Yeah. Just call everybody a motherfucker that rejects just you. put them up against the wall. <laughs> call them a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Step one, call them a motherfucker. <laughs> Oh my god! So, so that's what we're we're going to be sharing with you guys today. And so, get your notebooks out because you'll most likely want to take some notes. But please don't do that if you're driving, yeah, or lifting seriously heavy weights. Yeah, no text and drive. Yeah, yeah, none of that. It's illegal where we live. It's illegal. So yeah. But before we jump in, I have to tell them about Triple T Retreat. Ooh, oh, that's right. So okay, this Triple is T so. Bitches exciting i am beside myself about this so last uh year we started planning this myself and two of my colleagues andrea and kira who are also both life coaches we started planning a cruise and you may have heard me talk about it on the show last year and we took a group of about there's about 20 women and we went on a cruise to mexico it was called tanning tacos and transformation triple t and we went this january this past January, this very start of the new year, and it was an incredible hit. So we decided we are for sure doing this again. Nice. But this year, we're still going to Mexico. Well, I guess it's going to be 2016, but we're we're booking it now. Right. So we're actually going, we're still going to Mexico. We're still going to have all these incredible options, but we're staying at a resort this time. Oh, stepping it up a notch. I'm actually really, really excited about it. There's rumor has it that there might even be monkeys that are hanging from the trees at this resort. I mean, it is monolithic, this place. It's gorgeous. Um, So the reason I wanted to tell everybody that is we are starting 
a basically an interest list. People who really want to be the first to hear about it when we just when registration opens because our first registration run will be early bird price. Mm, and yeah. we're going to do there's two different room options so you can, you know, go like a basic level or you can do kind of a, like a suite and they all have payment plan options and it's very very doable. So the idea is that we are in this incredible vacation place. Yeah. But then that we're able to do some transformative work and coaching and talk about establishing boundaries and communicating your needs and doing it all with all the, these incredible women. So you guys have to go check it out at triple T uh oops, almost messed it up. Triple T retreat. com. So triple spelled out the letter T retreat.com all one word. You can read all about it. You can hear what our attendees said from going with us this year. Oh, yeah. How fun. You can get your name on that list so that you're the first person to hear about it. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited about this. I can't even take it. I can't even tell you how many, like, sombrero headbands and (laughs) hair clips and shit like that that we got. (laughs) And just we had such a blast. And these women are still friends with each other. They still converse all the right. time. They started a book club together. Nice. And wow. none of them knew each other at all. And so it's just, it's incredible. So Tanning Tacos Transformation, bitches. Get your yeah. name on it. Triple and, and T Retreat.com. And uh, so with that, why don't we why don't we keep it a keep it a nice little light note? Oh, for the week. <laughs> You looked at me like I was supposed to say something. Usually we're pretty in sync with that. <laughs> I was like, uh, like uh, no, exactly. What are we talking about? So here's your... Oh. Would you rather... Yeah. <laughs> All right. We had a communication breakdown. Total. Oh my well, God. actually, there was no communication. It was just eye contact. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, Mr. Smith is a little cranky today. I am not cranky. (laughs) I'm just spunky. Uh, So today's Would You Rather, since uh, there is a satellite that's traveling out towards uh, Pluto. Oh. uh, And going to be taking like all these amazing pictures of Pluto. Oh, cool. And uh, since that's kind of like on the map this week, I thought we'd do um, Would You Rather Meet an Alien Visitor? Okay. Or travel to outer space. So you could either meet an alien visitor here or travel to outer space. So, but if you were a Scientologist, you would assume that you're meeting aliens all the time. Right. And they would maybe in, inside your body. Sure. And they put us here. <laughs> Which is, you know, To each whatever. their own. To yeah. each their own. Right. Yeah. But the question still remains. <laughs> Answer the would you rather, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> would you rather... Meet an alien visitor. You don't know, friendly or not. Right? Do I get to have weapons? I guess if maybe you like mace. To. Maybe let's do it like this. You're just on a hike and you're and you meet an alien visitor. I probably wouldn't ever be on a hike. <laughs> this, I just really wanted is to. Is this see, really going to be that hard? I just really wanted to see your face. I'm yeah, like, God yeah, yeah, damn yeah. it! Come on. Okay, so I would definitely pick that. Because it terrifies me, the idea of going into outer space. Really? I would much rather go to outer space. Like, just having that that experience. Yeah. Of, like, how many people on the planet can say that they have been to outer space? Yeah, just a handful. Maybe 10, 12. Right. You know, like, not 
maybe a little bit more, but not very many, right? That's of course you would be the only one who'd ever met an alien visitor. I just, I mean, I'm more concerned. I'm sure about there's plenty of other people that safety. say they've been abducted. So that's true. <laughs> I can't. Maybe not. Maybe actual like, if you had proof of it, right? If you had proof of an alien visitor. Yeah. That'd be pretty dope. Like some like, dope You'd be worldwide renowned. Everyone would know who you were. Yeah. And you know I like attention, so that would definitely be the one I pick. Yeah. Well, you also get a lot of attention if you got to go to outer space. But I'm yeah. not 100% sold on my safety. Either way, you're not very safe, right? Um, I take my chances on Earth. I feel way better. You take you, your you, chances you, with an alien. You know how freaked out I get just flying. Like, I don't like... I'd like to be <laughs> on the ground. On an Earth <laughs> sign. Like... Let's. I don't want to be off the ground. Yeah, that's true. So that's my pick. I'm a fire sign. What does that mean? You are. I thought you're. I thought Scorpio's Earth. Is Scorpio Earth? I, I don't. Know. Yeah, no, it is Earth. You're right. I'm really. Why bad do at I like shit. to jump out of planes then? I don't know. That is beyond me. Beyond. Anyway. Anywho. All right. So let's right. talk about getting your ass handed to you. No, just let's talk <laughs> about getting rejected, because that's something that we kind of all go through at some point in our life. Some point, yeah. And it's never really fun. And I think sometimes, I think the biggest issue is that when you go through a situation, and I've had many, where I've been rejected or not accepted or turned away or criticized or something like that, you end up making it mean something pretty massive about who you are or about your life or about your future in general. So we're going to talk about sure, that a little bit. that's natural. So, yeah, so, like, what do you do with that, right? Yeah. So, the first thing, and I'm going to give you four, four different things that you can do. The first thing, and this is a big surprise if you've listened to the show, the first thing is to give yourself time to mourn, time to actually feel yeah. what you feel. Got it, yeah. Because we, I mean, we talked about that a lot in our grief episode, which I'll be sure to put those that a link to that in our show notes, as well as a link to the Triple T Retreat as well. So you can definitely find all of that information at thejoyjunkie.com slash 109. But we did a episode on, we did an episode on grief and about how so many people overstep it and try not to feel shitty. You know, they try not to feel what they feel, yeah. right? You, mm-hmm. you, you try to numb, numb out and drink your way through a crisis or... Uh, spend money your your way through a crisis or whatever it is, and I definitely think there's or eat. R- eat. Yeah, there's a ton of different vices, but I do think that there's room for that stuff. I like to call it the human hall pass when you kind of like just take the low road and maybe you drink a little too much or you eat too much ice cream or you slept with the wrong person or whatever. Like I think we're human and we need to give ourselves that expanse, but numbing and not really feeling what we're feeling will. First of all, I really believe prolong your discomfort, prolong your pain. Sure. Get it out, right? And then it also infringes on you being able to move past it. Yeah. And I think that mourning and grieving really equates our resilience. It's what gives us the ability to bounce back if we actually plow right through it and feel what we feel. So I kind of have never really had a choice. I feel in my life like my emotions I never learned to temper them I never had anything in my life that caused me to feel like I needed to temper them so I 
just cry. Like I just can't stop myself, you know? And some, some people it's, it's totally the opposite where they've conditioned a way of shutting down out of, out of protection for yourself. But this is one of those opportunities where I really think if you, if you are really hurt and you feel as though you might need to purge out some emotion, do it in a way in which you're safe. Like, I've given this exercise to people before who haven't really allowed themselves to grieve like the loss of a marriage or the loss of a job or something else that they really wanted. I'll tell them, be in a situation where you're totally safe and, you know, kick the kids out of the house or do this on a weekend when you don't have them or take some time alone or go for a drive and pull up your phone or pop in a movie that you know will, will make you cry. Or Something songs. Get the juices flowing. Yeah. Or listen to music that you know will get you. And Purge. have a field day. Yeah. Just in the privacy of your own space, wherever you can have that safety, let yourself feel it. You know, let yourself yeah. really, truly feel it. Go for a run. Let yourself just cry. Let yourself, whatever you need to do to physically expel that, that is always, always, always going to be my first thing. Because Usually, if you're being rejected, you will have a couple of different responses, but one of them is sadness. Another is anger, you know, where you're, you want to make the other person wrong or you want to immediately go to vengeance or revenge or whatnot. But the important thing is to be aware of what you're experiencing, what you're feeling, and just acknowledge it. So that leads me into the second piece, which I touched on just a a few minutes earlier and that is that when we go through some sort of rejection we typically make it mean something grandiose about our life about our character about our worthiness yeah so for instance when i was gosh this when i was first looking through coach training schools and i was looking at an organization based out of santa barbara and I had put in all my paperwork and done all this stuff, and I was really jazzed up about it and really excited about this new chapter. This is probably like 10 years ago. And ultimately, they decided that I was too young. I totally remember that. And I was not going to be accepted into the program. Mm-hmm. And I was devastated. My, my instinct was anger. You know, and I was like, this is the story of my life. Everyone thinks I'm always too young, too young to get married, too young to that. And I was mad, you know, and I could have very easily in that situation made, made that mean that I'm not valuable, that, or that I'm not, you shouldn't be a coach. I shouldn't be a coach. Yeah. I'm not. And now look at you. Well. All famous and whatnot. Oh, well, I don't think so, <laughs> but that's maybe in my own mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's cute. But I could have very easily made a huge assumption about my character. And that's usually what people do is they say, well, I must not be good enough. I'm not good enough to have this goal realized. Or I'm not acceptable or valuable enough. So what I want you to see here is that we are not defined by one isolated incident in our life. Hmm. We are defined by how we navigate our life. We are defined by the who we are being, right? So in that particular situation, I could have taken this one circumstance, this one 
isolated incident compared to the grand scheme of incidences in Amy Smith's life and made that one thing determine all of my worth. Right. Which when you look at it like that, that's asinine. Yeah. Like how that one situation cannot equal. That's why it, that's why also we have a bunch of isolated incidences where we aren't our best self. Yes. You know, where maybe I have we, those myself. Yeah. Where you got in a fight or you didn't handle yourself in a way in which you were proud or whatever. You're also bigger than that too. Right? We yeah. are a much larger being than to define ourselves by incidences like this, right? Yeah. So that's the second thing that I want you to do is I want you to start analyzing this rejection and granted you might need to start by just letting yourself feel what you feel you know you might need to have a little human hall pass you might need to before you actually go inside and start looking at the learning around this rejection because when it's potent you're just pissed or sad or bummed or but when you're done with that mental spiral you know, you're done with that mind fuck of like, why don't they love me? Why doesn't he accept me? Why doesn't, why don't they want to work it out? Why didn't I, why did I get looked over for this promotion? Why didn't they hire me? Why didn't I get this role, you know, as in this play that I wanted to, all of these ways that we get rejected. Mm. When you're done with that fucking mind fuck and that spiral, then it's the time to start switching your perspective. And the first thing you do is you ask yourself, what am I making this mean? What am I making this one isolated incident mean about who I am? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And really look at that and untangle that collapse. Untangle that piece of this one circumstance equals who I am. I like that. Untangle. Yeah. Because that's... it. Until we do, that's just how it is. It's just the the truth. Right. We just assume we're not lovable. Here's an example of the proof. I got rejected, therefore, I must be unlovable, damaged, incompetent, not enough, not smart enough, you know, fill in the blank. Right. But what we're not looking at is that we're taking into a, we're, we're taking a massive assumption and belief about our self-worth based off of one single situation. Yeah. And oftentimes one one other person's opinion or thought or belief about you. Sure. And is that worth a, a death sentence? <laughs> like no. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So then the the third thing once you've identified like, oh, okay, shit, I've made this mean that I'm totally incompetent or I've made this mean that I'll never have the career I want or I'm not worthy of it or that I'm not smart enough to achieve it or whatever. Maybe you were incompetent and this is your chance to find ways to improve yourself. Right. Right. So maybe you look at that situation and that's, that's what I really want people to look at is it doesn't mean that maybe you weren't the best person for the job or that maybe that relationship shouldn't keep going on. You know, that might be the case, but it does not have to mean you are damaged. Right. And just because you fucked, you know, fucked up doesn't mean you are a fuck up. That's <laughs> that's the distinction. Like that. Do you see what I'm saying? Quote of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I posted that on Insta a while ago because I was just thinking about how you know we make mistakes and you know we we do things and we handle ourselves poorly or we we're not proud of how we behaved 
but that just means that in that situation, we we weren't who we wanted to be. It doesn't mean that that is who we are, right? Yes, absolutely. So after you've been able to start identifying and like, oh, okay, here's what I've made that mean. And looking at that, you know, where that collapse might be happening with your your worthiness, then start looking at, well, what is the actual truth? What's the truth here? And I highly, highly suggest that you write this out and get it out on paper. Oh, yeah. There's something kind of magical when you take pen to paper and you just really get out of your head. And yeah. and that's one of the things that I talk about all the time in my work when I'm dealing with belief systems and negative self-talk and our relationship to fear is as long as it's spinning around in your own mind, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's just straight up true. That's why coaching the, as a modality and, and therapy, many of the therapy modalities as well is so powerful because you actually have to get out of that current set of truths and analyze them and see if, wait a minute, how did I come to that truth? Yeah. Usually it's because of a very tumultuous upbringing or past relationships or certain stigmas that we've experienced throughout our lifetime that we actually don't have to attach to as truth. Yeah. So when you look at this in step three and you go, okay, well, what's the truth? The truth might be that you're hurt, that you're sad, that you're bummed because this marriage ended and you really don't want to have to start over. You're frustrated. Mm. Um, You're angry. You feel robbed. You know, so there might be a lot of truth to the emotions that you're feeling. But I can guarantee you that the truth is not that you're not worthy, unlovable, not valuable. That's what we usually get caught up on and we get stuck is we start making it about our worth. And that can snowball. And well, that will permeate every other area of your life. Exactly. It'll infringe on everything. And I'm sure you guys have heard me say this before, but there is no fucking self-worth store that you can cruise by and just grab yourself some worthiness. The only person who decides if you are worth anything is you. That's why it's called self-worth. Exactly. Mr. Smith for the win. (laughs) But it's true. We assume that as long as we're not rejected, as long as we're accepted, as long as we're not criticized, as long as everybody loves us, then that must equal our self-worth. Right. But that has nothing to do with it. Nothing at all. We are just trained to believe that it does. I think in general, we put a lot of faith in, you know, other people's belief in us. So, okay, I have a question for you then. Um, How do you, like, I I think that other people's views are important. Like, I I enjoy hearing about, hearing what you have to say about things that I've done Mm -hmm. and ways that I can improve or, you know, giving constructive criticism on things. So... How do you uh, regulate what you let in as meaning like what your worth? Yeah, what your worth is, and what you say. Ah, whatever. I don't value that person's opinion or whatever. Like, how do you manage the to know which one to go with? Well, the way that I view it. Well, first of all, n- nothing outside of you creates your worthiness. 
there's a different, like, you don't make me a valuable human. You contribute to my world in a ton of ways. You contribute to my happiness and my joy and my fulfillment. Gotcha. But I, so it's a different thing. It's a different thing. Gotcha. But th- I do think you're, tap- you're hitting on something that's really important, and that is I believe there, this is a theory that feels good to me, and that is a hierarchy of the people in my life. So at the very bottom of the hierarchy are people who I don't know personally at all. And then gradually up the totem pole to the very top becomes like my soul tribe. So at the very, very top of, of that totem pole are the people's who, people who their opinions matter the most to me. Mm. Like Andrea, my mastermind, you, uh, my brother Billy. So there's a handful. Those are my people who I really do value, their thoughts, their insights, what they want to share with me. But no matter what, like if you decided you hated me all of a sudden and wanted to divorce or something like that, would hey, I... Hey, would, hey, I know it sounds horrible, but I want to just <laughs> underline this point. That would not make me less of a human, a less of a spirit, less of an Amy. Right. It means I'm going through a yes. shitty situation. Right, right. And then I'm hurting and then I'm, I have a loss, but it doesn't have to equate worth. Yeah. Got it. it does that make yeah, sense? absolutely. So that's one of the other things that I, I teach a lot too, and where we're going through that in a program that I'm teaching right now, where we really analyze, because a lot of times we, we're heavily invested in what other people think of us who we don't even fucking know. Yeah. Think about how many people are like up on your ass in line at a grocery store and we're all afraid to even say, would you mind scooting back a little bit? Like, why are we, like, we're just afraid of what? Of all these people, what they might think, what they might say, what, oh, it's, we're going to have an altercation. So, so I try to really govern myself from a place of the people who I do have an investment and what they think of me. It's because our relationship is intimate and I'm an active role in the relationship versus people who I don't even know. And then it gradually goes up. Like people who are in my community, of course I care about what they think. But if somebody posts something on my Facebook wall and says like you cuss too much, I'm like, peace, you're out. You know what I mean? Like you're just not intimate enough with me to value that. So anyway, hope that that offers a little bit of insight. But that was great. great Thank you for answering my question. Sure. In fact, I had uh, somebody say the other day, like, I really love getting Mr. Smith's questions and how he's always kind of tapping into what I think we're all thinking. Trying. So it's great. Yeah, Yeah, I appreciate it. All right. So that third step is then really writing out what is your truth. And you might even say the stuff that we've been talking about here. You might say, the truth is this situation sucks ass, (laughs) but it does not mean that I'm not worthy of love, that I am not able to pick myself up, that I'm not smart, that I can't relearn what I need to learn to get this new job, that I can't, you know, whatever. Get really clear about what that truth is mm-hmm. because it, you're feeling hurt from a shit situation. Right. Not because yeah. you are not an awful Not because you're shit. shit. Yeah, exactly. And then fourth, I would highly suggest creating some sort of like personal empowerment mantra or statement. I know a lot of people love rejection is God's protection. Yeah. I know for me, like in that situation and in many other situations, when I've been rejected, there's been a huge opening to something else I that was destined for my path. And 
because I was rejected from that coaching school, oh my God, I'm so grateful because it led me to the Coaches Training Institute and they could not have been more open. I mean, the idea that you would say you are too young to somebody in their 20s, like you don't have, it's not like I was 12, right? you know, that you don't have enough life experience to, you know, you are not enough. That's amazing to me from a coaching institution. From a coaching A coaching institution. And then to go to CTI and have them say, like, just be like, didn't even bat an eyelash, you know, welcome. And just their, one of their cornerstones is that every client is already creative, resourceful, and whole. And they treat you like that. Like whatever else you want to accomplish in your life, great. But you're already whole. Which is such a great understanding here. Like we are going to have... What was it? Creative, resourceful, resourceful, and and whole. whole. I like that. So situations like being rejected and you're like, what am I going to do? You're creative. We are naturally creative. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean you can like paint or throw up a collage. But it means we have the ability to problem solve. Yeah. And dig ourselves out of situations that suck. Yeah. We're resourceful and we're whole already. So we're going to have tumult. We're going to have obstacles. We're going to get rejected. We're going to have criticism. But we're still whole. Nice. We're still worthy. like that. So whatever you can create as a statement like that, like this situation sucks, but I'm still whole, or I'm still worthy, or rejection is God's protection, or um, I'm concentrating on my own healing, whatever – it's so great to have one statement that you can just encourage yourself with, that you can just fuel your mind with as you kind of deal with this. Because a lot of times when there's rejection, there's fallout, you know? If, especially if it's a relationship ending, there might be shit you have to go through and do. And Yeah. <clears throat> what do you want to stay point. connected to? What's the truth you want to be reminded to, reminded of? Create a statement and remind yourself of that as you're going through any of the fallout. Nice. So I think that's about it for my four little steps to that's awesome. dealing with rejection. Heck yeah, that's good. We went a couple different places, but I think that was really helpful. So thanks for bringing that stuff up. Sure. So again, if you want some more and you want to do it while laying out and drinking margaritas and hang out <laughs> with me in real life, please go check out tripletretreat.com. Get your name on the list. We'll let you know all about it. There's no obligation. I mean, you're just on the list so that you get the first dibs on the payment plans and the early bird and oh my god it's gonna be so much fun i can't wait i met the joy junkie <laughs> well that's what somebody said in one of their testimonials it was like oh my gosh they're really cool in real life you know and, <laughs> <laughs> they're actually human what they're actually human no we fart and we're aliens pee in the shower just like everybody else you pee in the shower <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Not very often, but every once in a while I do. Yeah. But I'll only do it before I um, scrub and stuff. <laughs> so even if I get in there and I scrub and I soap all up, there's no way I'll pee after I've do soaked. Do you pee in the pool too? No. No? Okay. Good. No. Okay. That's, that would not be Just handling saying. myself with grace and kindness. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. On that note. On that note. 
All right, guys, we love you so very much. And uh, if you have a show topic idea, you can always go to thejoyjunkie.com, click on the podcast, and there's a place where you can tell us what you want to hear about. So please let us hear your suggestions. And until next time, here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Out.